Well, good morning, First Christian Church of Quanta, Texas. What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord today, right? And we drive in and we're receiving moisture. Another blessing. How great that is. That our Father provides. He provides for us. And He loves us. I don't know about you guys, but it is frustrating for me nowadays to turn the TV on. It's frustrating to find uh, something that's worth watching. And as something that, it, that would edify us in any way. I don't know how many times lately Sandy and I have turned the TV on and we don't get five minutes into it and we have to change it. It's either bad language or it's just flat lies from the enemy or it's just stuff that we don't need to feed our brains with and our hearts with. As a I enjoyed my time as a youth minister because I got to learn a lot of the issues that our young people face. I got to learn so much about the impacts on their lives. What affects their lives? What feeds their heart? And I got to tell you, church, it is of the utmost importance that we feed our youth the Word of God. Because if we don't, the world is going to feed them worldly things. And that is what's going to impact them. That's what it's going to be in their hearts if we're not careful. So many of these shows nowadays are so misleading. They have, uh, if you do find a show that you think is okay because it doesn't have cuss words, every other word, and it may have a theme to it that if you're good, if you're a good person, you're going to go to heaven. And you see this over and over and over coming out of Hollywood. When you think there's a good, wholesome movie to watch, the message is wrong. It's just flat wrong. So my question today is, what do we do? To get to heaven. And I think the most of us here do understand that. I mean, we all want to go to the good place, right? We don't want to go to the bad place. Which, by the way, a lot of the world don't even believe there's a bad place. A lot of the world just believes if you're good, if you're a good person, then you're going to go to heaven. Or you're going to be reincarnated. Or something that Hollywood's dreamt up. That's what they believe. Can I tell you, the Bible does speak of heaven. It speaks of heaven, and it speaks of a place that is joy, and it's beautiful, and there's no tears. We can't even fathom what heaven's going to be, but man, I can't wait. I can't wait. I pray for Christ's return. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be unlike anything we can imagine. How do we get there? Because the world's telling us it's all messed up. They've got a wrong message. They've got a wrong message. And here's for anybody that's been paying attention in church. They've been paying attention in Sunday school. 
They've grown up this and they understand. It's by grace through faith. It's by faith. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? It's the only way. He tells us I am the way and the truth and the life. And there's no way to the Father but through me. So there's many scholars. And when I say scholars, I'm not talking about believers. I'm talking about people that study the Bible, but for the wrong reasons. They study it to try to prove it wrong. They study it to try and, and, and say that it contradicts itself. And we have to understand that when a non-believer reads the Bible, it is foolishness to them. They don't understand because they don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of them. Giving them revelation is the reading through God's Word. The great counselor. So I'm not surprised when non-believers try to attack the Bible and its genuineness. Can I tell you the Bible is the perfect, inerrant Word of God. It is perfect. It is exactly like He wants us to have it. And it is everything we need. We don't need anything more. The canons are closed. It is all there. Everything is prophesied. Everything is in place. It is there for us. It is our roadmap. We need to place it in our hearts so that we don't get fooled by the world. So that the world doesn't throw us for a curve. We need to be into God's Word and we need to be understanding God's Word and we need to be proclaiming God's Word. Because the world is proclaiming everything else. We need to proclaim God's Word. See, we can't earn our way to heaven. We can't earn our way to be with the Lord. God's standard is too high. If you would, turn with me to Romans chapter 3. If you have your Bibles with you today. We are going to spend quite a bit of time in Scripture this morning. I'm not going to keep you guys late. Don't, don't worry about that. But we are going to spend time in God's Word because honestly, He can say so much more than I ever could. His Word is what we need to hear. So we're going to start in Romans 10, and this is under the section where all have sinned. And it says, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. In the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God in their eyes. Moving to verse 20, it says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, 
For by the law, the knowledge is of sin. In Romans 3.23, we should all know this one by heart. It says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, who does that include? All. All. Me. Everyone. There's not a perfect person on this earth. There is no one that has not sinned. The only way we could ever earn our way to salvation would be perfectness, and we can't achieve it. Jesus Christ is the only one that's achieved it. He is our door. He's the one that bled on the cross for us. He took on the sins of the world for us. We cannot earn salvation. There is nothing we can do. In our fleshness, we are evil. That comes by nat- that is nature in us. That is our nature. But when the Holy Spirit comes in us, when we have been saved, we have the righteousness of Jesus Christ in us. Amen? What a beautiful picture that is. He gave everything for us so that we could be with Him. That is the good news. Is that God, that Christ paid the penalty for sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, God made Him who had no sin to be the sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. How awesome is it that all we have to do is place our faith in Jesus and we can be forgiven of our sins that we can get to go to the good place that we all dream of going to. That we dream of our children going to. That we dream of our grandchildren going to. And yes, I have a grandchild. So yes, this is on my mind <laughs> at all times. We are saved by grace and that is the gospel message. But we can't stop growing as Christians. We can't stop right there. We can't say, that's it. I have faith, I have grace, that's enough. We can't do that. Because we need to build up our theology. and our, We need to learn the entire Bible. The best to our abilities. We need to spend time in God's Word. Because He speaks to us in His Word. Amen? That's how we hear from the Lord. We spend that time in His Word because we love Him. I'm going to ask you now to turn to Matthew 25. And we're going to start. This is going to be fairly lengthy, so if you're sleepy, hang in there with me, okay? Hang in there with me. Because we're going to read quite a bit of Scripture here. We're going to start... In verses 31. And it says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And He will set the sheep at His right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, 
You blessed my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. And I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in as much as you did it for one of the least of my brethren, you did it for me. And then he will also say to the ones on his left hand, Depart from me. This is sad. This is a sad part. Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. And I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them and he would say, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do, do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Now some of these scholars that I was referred to earlier would say that's a contradiction. On one hand, the Lord tells us that we place our faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. And on the other hand, it looks like we have to earn it. Because these are all deeds. So these scholars will take this and they will twist it around because they're reading all over the place. But they're not understanding. They're not understanding. Is this a problem? Is this a problem? Yes, it is. This is a problem that these scholars see this and they use this against Christians. That our Bible is so mixed up, they say, that it contradicts itself. I'm here to tell you, no, it does not. In Titus 3, 4 and 5, it says, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. Because of His mercy. Did Jesus say anything in those verses of Matthew about faith? Did He? No, the word faith wasn't mentioned once. But can I tell you it's there? Can I tell you it's there? It is. You see... We are His sheep because He is our shepherd. 
and His sheep hear His voice. We are His sheep because we already placed our faith in Him. See, the goats have not. They have not placed their faith. They have not found salvation through Jesus Christ. So what are actions of our faith? Well, I can tell you it is. It's when you go on mission trips and you're serving people because you love the Lord Jesus Christ, that you are demonstrating your faith in Him. It is when you're studying up late at night to teach Sunday school that you're showing your faith in Jesus Christ. It is when you're vacuuming the carpets when nobody's looking and you're doing it because you love the Lord that you're demonstrating your faith in Jesus Christ. It is when you're going out and you're sharing the gospel with people and you're trying to reach a lost world that you're showing your faith in Jesus Christ. You're demonstrating your faith because you love Him. It's not because you're trying to earn favor. It's not because you're trying to manipulate God in any way. It's because you love Him. We serve because we love Him. Because He gave everything for us. He gave it all for us. Can I tell you, God doesn't need anything. He is self-sustaining. He has everything He needs. There's nothing we can provide God. But we do these things because we love Him. Because He loved us first. He loved us first. He gave His only begotten Son on the cross for us so that we could be with Him eternally in heaven. And yes, there are many ways we demonstrate our faith in Him. And yes, when the offering plate comes by, this is a way we also demonstrate our faith in Jesus Christ. Because we love Him. Because we love Him. If you would turn with me to James chapter 2. And James subs it up very well. Chapter 2, verse 17. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But somebody will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. I will show you my faith by my deeds. My faith is in my heart. It's all about being a new creation in Jesus Christ. We can't earn our way to heaven. It's only by faith in Jesus Christ. It's only through Jesus Christ that we can go to the good place. It's only by Him. We can't say that enough. See, we desire to show our love. Because love originated with Him. 
Love originated with God. He is the originator of love. And love is everlasting. Love is everlasting. 